Welcome to the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast. My name is Ines Padar and I'm a spiritual mindset and business coach. The goal of this podcast is to help you use the full power of your subconscious mind to ditch imposter syndrome, raise your vibration, unlock the doors to abundance, and grow a low stress and high income business. So let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 78 of the podcast, which is how imposter syndrome affects your business. And when I say imposter syndrome, I also mean deeper or more various limiting beliefs not necessarily associated with imposter syndrome. So if you're like, oh my God, I've heard enough of imposter syndrome already, keep listening because this was this will actually be very useful. It's basically a collection of the reoccurring topics or deeper root causes of reasons once we do hypnosis and explore the subconscious mind of my clients of why my clients in general have something holding them back in their business. So this is going to be super useful. So I'm going to go over about eight to ten points um, and those are first of all in a nutshell in a nutshell the fear that your clients are not going to get results that's repelling clients so that's how it affects our business feeling that no one ever listens to us or that no one ever finds us so this is going to affect visibility in our business burnout and poor boundaries which obviously are going to affect our business uh, wasting time money and energy on certifications we don't need procrastination because we are afraid of failure not being ourselves which creates a disconnect with your audience which is going to affect your business undercharging which affects your income um, your nervous system being constantly in fight or flight which is going to affect your manifestation process plus um and when we put our self-worth or we associate our self-worth or make it dependent on our business, it is also going to create a lot of vulnerability. So we are very vulnerable to our business not going the way we want, which is going to affect our results and our manifestation process too. Let me put the aircon on because I am melting here in Costa Rica. So diving into how imposter syndrome and other limiting beliefs affect our business, one of the biggest things with imposter syndrome is that we don't feel competent enough, qualified enough, of an expert enough. And one of the natural consequences of such feelings, obviously, is the fear that our clients are not going to get results or feeling overly responsible for our clients' results, which is, you know, basically two very similar things. So I remember vividly before I dealt with my own imposter syndrome that I had heard over and over again coaches, you know, and YouTube, people on YouTube, etc., saying you need a high ticket offer. That's the easiest way to get your head out of the water in the beginning and to generate comfortable income while serving your clients in the highest level possible, which totally makes sense. But I was like, how on earth can I ever charge like one or two or three thousand dollars for my program? And what if the person doesn't get results? And it would terrify me so much the perspective or perspective rather the potential uh, future in which someone pays me that much money and doesn't get the results I promised. So I felt like a complete fraud about talking about specific results that I felt I might not be able to deliver. And I also did not want to put anyone through an experience where they had hope and hopes and dreams and expectations from a program that I would sell. And then 
them not being happy with their results, right? And this is very common from imposter syndrome, especially if you grew up trying to help someone that could not be helped. So now you're projecting that onto your business. So this is going to be a huge one. And unless you heal or until you heal that part of you that feels responsible for other people's well-being and happiness, because maybe you are an overgiver, you are an overcarer, you are an empath, you are a highly sensitive person, you were the one in charge in your family because the people who were supposed to be in charge weren't. As long as you don't do some inner work on that to bring peace to that feeling, the tendency is that we repel clients because we are so afraid that they would not get results. Now, this is further emphasized by the fact that when we have that fear, the natural tendency is to only do like single sessions. So I'm going to charge, I don't know, $50 or $100 or $200 for a single session because at least I'm not running the risk of selling something more uh, higher investment and the client not being satisfied. But the problem with that is that most of the times, not all of the time, right? But most of the time, um, people who just come for one session and who don't want to invest more because it's expensive or because they don't have the money, usually those are not the most resourceful people on earth. So they're only willing to spend a limited amount of their money because they don't really value themselves enough or value the results enough. They kind of expect you to change their life in one session. They have high expectations and low levels of self-effort into the process, which is a poor combination. So it's a vicious circle because now we basically have a concrete, tangible experience of working with clients, which is clients who don't invest a lot and clients who have a tendency to be on the more difficult side of clients. And we conclude that if we charge more, we're just going to have more people like that, but with more responsibilities because there's more money involved. But the truth is that when you increase your prices or when you package your services and have like a three-month whatever program, uh, price that I don't know two or three or five or ten thousand dollars how whatever you want to charge is that you naturally basically repel people who don't invest in their transformation because people who are looking for the cheapest you know service provider or people who don't want to spend too much money well obviously are going to be weaned out of the potential client pool because they're not going to want to invest such a high amount. So the only people that are left that are willing to invest a higher amount is either people who have a lot of money or people who are very resourceful and ready for a next level transformation. So they decide that that's what they want and then they align their ducks to make it the fuck happen. So, you know, they save up money, they take an extra job, they, you know, manifest it from the universe because they know that's what's aligned. And now because they're so involved in the process and because they have skin in the game, they are actually the dreamiest, nicest, easiest clients to work with. And I can say this from experience. I've been, you know, blessed to work with. I have actually lost count, but I think it's about 150 clients. Um, some of them, you know, paid $200, some paid $100 in my beginnings, and some paid $10,000. And over and over and over again. And of course, there are some exceptions, but the exceptions are not really relevant in this specific case because it's people who kind of paid money because they just 
did that to feel better about themselves or to fool themselves that they were trying to help themselves when they had no intention of changing. But those people aside, always, 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 the people who have skin in the game and invest more, even though it was scary for them, get the best results and are the easiest to work with. Many of my clients have turned into very close friends um, many of the clients came back for other programs because they were so happy and all of them paid high amounts because they wanted a high level transformation. So that was point number one, imposter syndrome. One of the ways it's, it's going to affect our business is by triggering a fear that whatever we do, it's not going to work. So whatever we do to help our clients is not going to work. So we feel overly responsible for a client's results and we repel them. Number two is... When we have imposter syndrome, we usually feel that we're not interesting enough, not an expert enough, not worthy enough, not interesting enough, which fucks up our visibility. And if you have an online business, visibility is quite a significant chunk of the strategy and the attraction strategy. So when we have imposter syndrome and we feel that no one cares or that everybody already knows what we're going to say is going to directly affect us in the sense of it's going to be very difficult to put ourselves out there because we don't feel that anyone would listen, anyone would care, anyone would find us interesting or we feel that everyone would go to other people who have more experience, who've been in the industry longer, who make more money, this, this, that, that. And of course, all of this is a fallacy. It's not true. There are always the right type of clients waiting for you and you only and not another coach, not because of the knowledge you can share. And remember, in the day and age of internet, every piece of information or piece of knowledge is available for free. People don't need to pay you to get knowledge or information that they can get for free. So the reason why they pay you and invest in one of your programs is because you can bring more than knowledge and information. And that more is can be so many things amongst which emotional support strategic support the fact that they can connect with you on a more intimate level that they resonate with your story that they can project um, their own story into yours or that you inspire them in some way or another or that you create a safe space for them those are all intangible things that have nothing to do with the amount of knowledge you have at a specific point in time that nudge people into working with you and this is what you need to focus on people don't come to you because of knowledge or information they work with you because they know like and trust you so that's point number two of how imposter syndrome affects our business it makes us feel that we are not interesting enough and it affects our visibility point three is burnout for two reasons number one poor boundaries with clients so again if you feel overly responsible for them or if you feel like a fraud you, the tendency is to over deliver so now we are overly preoccupied with clients we do a bunch of research to answer like a question that we were not quite sure about which is not necessarily a bad thing but it's all about you know being in harmony and doing it to a reasonable level or we feel that because they paid us amount X, we have to be at their service 24-7, which is not true. So now we start answering emails on the weekends. And basically what we wanted to create through a business, which is time and freedom, is being taken away from us. And the second aspect is 
by constantly feeling not good enough, not competent enough, we are triggering our nervous system. Our nervous system and our reticular activating system are scanning our environment to find the source of the anxiety or the worry because it's a survival mechanism. And if we constantly state, constantly stay in that emotional state, it is going to burn your emotional reserve and eventually can lead to burnout. So burnout is not necessarily, and I would even argue that it's rarely a question of working too much. Because when you look at people who work a lot, but who are absolutely passionate about what they do, they don't burn out, right? Well, some do, but most don't. But when you look at people who don't even work that much, but who hate what they do, their energy levels are very, very low, which is normal because we're out of alignment. So burnout, more than working too much, has a lot to do with feeling inadequate or feeling not legitimate or worrying that something is not good enough. And of course, if you're burnt out, that's not going to be good for your business. Number four is imposter syndrome is going to make you waste time, money, and energy on certifications that you don't need or on programs and coaches and online courses that you don't need either. Um, commonly referred as SOS, which is shiny object syndrome. So again, when we have imposter syndrome, we feel like a fraud or we feel that something is missing, we will be seeking for the perfect magical solution that is going to solve all of our problems. So I've been guilty of this when I started my business. When I started, you know, posting on Instagram and Facebook and like not much was happening, I was like, well, maybe I need a lead generation strategy. So then I hired a lead generation company that never felt aligned. And then I was like, well, maybe if I start Pinterest, like some people have had so much success with Pinterest. So now you're looking into Pinterest. And then you stumble across this coach who says that their client made 40000 using their Instagram strategy, blah, blah. It's only $197, buy it now. So now you buy the magic Instagram strategy, which just because something has worked for someone doesn't mean it's going to work for us. It's all about coming from a place of alignment and law of attracting it into our life. But when we have imposter syndrome, we tend to fall for the fallacy that something outside of us is going to solve all of our problems like magic. So we get the extra diploma, the extra certification, we hire this coach, and before we fully had time to implement what they said or advised us to do, we feel they're not good enough anymore, or we feel that something is missing again. So we jump onto another coach's train convinced that this time is going to be the right time. And again, we just repeat the cycle over and over again. And it's a waste of time, money, and energy. I've had countless clients who are certified in like five to 10 modalities. It took them years to get certified. It cost them a fortune. And they still don't have clients because the feeling of inadequacy and being like, uh, and feeling like a fraud internally remains. Next is procrastination. Obviously, when we don't feel competent enough, we or good enough or anything enough, when we feel like a fraud, we tend to procrastinate about doing the important things in our business. And procrastination is often a very subtle mechanism that, or not so subtle as a matter of fact, to keep us stagnating in the same spot. Because while it is very painful to be stagnating and not getting results, it is less painful than trying and facing potential failure. Now, I don't think there is anything, there is such thing as failure. There's only 
ways to see what works or doesn't work or lessons that you needed to learn because it's on your life's path and that you would have learned anyway at some point or another. But when we've been programmed to feel that we are not good enough or that we are not smart enough or that our parents were very, very... um were emphasizing success like academic success or wanted us to behave a certain way to make them happy failure is going to be a direct threat to your survival and this basically ties with the previous episode with abandonment because we feel even though it's a feeling and not a fact let's remember this that if we fail at something this might create a loss of attachment so it can be a loss of attachment to hopes and dreams we had about how our life is going to be and this is a form of abandonment or we are afraid that we're going to get shamed or rejected or that we're going to disappoint our parents which as a kid could have resulted in loss of attachment which is a direct threat to our survival and your subconscious mind has one job and one job only and that is to make you survive so anything that is perceived as a threat to your survival will be repelled or will be avoided at all cost. Now, if we want to take actions in our business, launch a program, like whatever, and we have this massive, massive fear of failure, of course, that your subconscious mind is never going to allow you to take action that could potentially lead to failure until you heal the fear of failure. And the way that shows up is procrastinating or never going full in, because at least if you don't go full in, if it doesn't work, you can say, well, I never really tried that hard. But then that's a vicious circle too, because when you never go full in, you can never you know, get the results you want. It's as if you were trying to plant tomatoes. I hope you love my tomatoes uh, examples and you're like okay so I'm going to buy the soil and plant the seeds and like you do everything well and right except one capital step which is watering them and then when it doesn't grow you're like well I didn't try that hard so at least that's why my tomatoes are not growing which would be easier to deal with emotionally than pouring all of your love and attention in those tomatoes and doing all of the right things and then your tomatoes not growing because now you would have to face the potential fact that you are damaged and something is wrong with you and you are a special human being that is so fucked up that nothing is going to work for you and I know this because I've been there right (laughs) so don't take this um, badly luckily fear of failure which very often is piggybacking onto fear of abandonment or fear of rejection can be healed through inner work out of your system and once the fear is gone you will then be ready to take scary action that will not feel so scary anymore moving on to which is what point is it one two three four five six when we feel like a fraud we tend to not be ourselves because we feel that ourselves is not good enough but when we are not acting as ourselves we're creating a disconnect with our audience Because energetically, they just feel that, you know, you're not being yourself. And because we're not being ourselves, we are a fraud to who, towards who you, we true, we are a fraud towards who we truly are. Damn, that was such a mouthful. And that reinforces imposter syndrome. So again, it's another vicious circle. I feel like a fraud. So I need to emulate this other person who I think is more of an expert. But by emulating someone else's behavior or personality traits, I'm 
not being myself, which makes me feel like a fraud towards who I really am, which is just going to reinforce imposter syndrome. And energetically, people are going to feel it. Moving on, undercharging. Of course, um, when we don't feel good enough, when we don't feel like an expert, we've already talked about this, it's going to be very difficult to charge what we want to be charging. Uh, so what happens is that we offer single sessions instead of packages, even though we know deep down that our clients would get best results if they had a longer package, because some clients, depending on what types of results they want, they need more time. They need more support. So now we're basically selling results. Like, I don't know, let's say you help your clients to stop smoking. And you know that on average you need three sessions to help them to stop successfully. Um, but you're afraid of selling a package of three sessions, so you do one. So now you're promoting, oh, with my hypnosis or with my NLP or whatever, I can help you to not smoke anymore. But deep down, you know they need three sessions. So you're kind of afraid that they might not get results. And they're going to feel that energetically, or you're not going to promote with the passion and conviction that you could have. But at the same time, you can't promote the package because you feel like a fraud. So now you're in this limbo zone where you're not as convincing as you could be, which your clients are going to feel. You're not selling what you think they need or you know they need, but you don't really dare sell that either because you're afraid that they can't afford it or that it's too expensive. And that tends to attract leeches, hyenas, annoying as fuck clients who want five-star hotel service for Airbnb price. They want the Aston Martin Aston Martin experience for Uber, Uber rates. Um, and they are a pain in the ass to work with. And when we keep saying yes to those types of clients who don't value us, who don't value their own transformation and their own life, and who don't value or honor our rates, we also say no to the right types of clients. So same goes with relationships. If you're now in a relationship that doesn't really float your boat or that is, you know, below your standards, as long as you stay in that relationship, it's going to be very hard to attract a better relationship or have a better relationship in your life because there's no space for that. Only when you can put a stop to that and say, no, I'm no longer going to do that, do you open the door to a better relationship with a better partner? Same goes with clients. And I also experienced that firsthand in my business. When I started promoting my imposter syndrome terminator program, which was $3,600, and that was three years ago, in the beginning, a few people reached out who said they couldn't afford it. So can we do one session and one session only? And because I was broke and kind of desperate, um, and I was afraid that no one would buy my $3,600 package, I said yes. And unsurprisingly, those people were flaky, they did not listen to the recording, they didn't do the exercises that would have helped so much. And that was, you know, the universe's gentle kick in the butt that I needed, because then I was like, fuck this shit, I'm not working with these people anymore. Like, it's also insulting to the power of the work I do and the power of the subconscious mind and EFT to have these people booking only one session when they need more, not getting results, them thinking it doesn't work when it does, 
and then me feeling like shit because I feel that they're not getting results that they deserve to have. So then I was like, no, now I'm only taking people who are willing to invest 3600 We can talk about payment plans if they need that, but I'm not settling for anything less. I'm just going to say no. And when I switched that in my mind, that's when I started attracting people who would pay the 3600 without negotiating, without asking for a discount, without asking why it's that amount. They would just happy to pay and they all got great results and most of them are my friends to this day. Next is next consequence of imposter syndrome on your business is your nervous system constantly being triggered because you fear about your safety or your future. So this is a more like an undercover mechanism uh, that is not necessarily obvious but as we said imposter syndrome stems from low self-worth at least in the specific field where we have imposter syndrome or feeling that we're not good enough not legitimate not this not that and as we said in the previous podcast episode all of that is directly tied to abandonment and abandonment is one of the worst experiences in terms of survival that can happen so your nervous system is going to be constantly triggered and that also means that now we put so much pressure on the business to work like I need the business to work I need to make money I need people to validate me and show me that I am worthy and that I'm an expert and because we need all of these things we are repelling them because it creates so much resistance and each time we act from a place of fight or flight or fear or worry we tend to attract more that is going to create fight or flight fear or worry that it, and instead of our business attracting nice clients and you know working the way it should it's just going to attract people or circumstances that keep us stuck in that emotional state of being last but not least of how imposter syndrome affects our business if we need our business to feel worthy so if you derive part of your self-worth from your success or your net worth which was absolutely my case until very recently when I strongly became aware of that pattern. And this might be you if, for example, and it's the case of so many people, you get, got more praise, love, attention, and validation when you were performing well. So you had good grades at school, or you were a very nice kid, or you be nice kid, or you behaved, or you won at your sports, or you got a, I don't know, like, prize because you were the best reader. Like, any positive association with things that you did rather than who you were. So th validation that you received through what you were doing or achieving is going to create this pattern of thought, feeling, and emotion or this strong belief that you only are worthy or that you're more worthy when you're performing well or when you are successful. So now we have a situation where we feel that if our business is not successful, we as a person are a failure or we are not as worthy or not as good or, or not as valuable as a human being, not as dateable for a potential partner, like all of this bullshit. And if we place all of that pressure on our business, it means that the minute that something goes wrong in the business, which it will because it's normal, like the engagement rate is shit or a launch doesn't go as planned or a client asks for a refund, which is a normal part of business, our self-worth is going to be impacted very, very much. 
and the extent to which it's going to impact us and potentially paralyze us, which is what happened to me, is the extent to which we have unhealed abandonment and imposter syndrome, and the extent to which we cannot feel worthy just as we are, regardless of our level of success or how much money we have in the bank account or how many followers we have on Instagram. So it makes us extremely vulnerable to the normal ups and downs of business when we have imposter syndrome or lower self-worth. And the more vulnerable we are to normal ups and downs, the harder we are going to take those ups and downs and the more it's going to impact our business because we won't be able to function efficiently anymore or fear is going to start to creep in. So we want to launch a program or do a flash offer or, you know, do a live and now we are afraid. What if no one buys? What if no one is interested? What if, what if no one watches my live? What if my Instagram stops growing? And everywhere where there is fear, there is less flow, alignment, and abundance, which is obviously going to affect our business. So this was it for this episode. I hoped uh, I hope that you loved it and that it was very useful for you. And I will see you in episode 79, last of this series on the secret formula to conquer imposter syndrome so you guys have a beautiful day and thank you for listening thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's podcast now if you want to experience the full power of your subconscious mind to manifest more abundance and more clients towards you while you sleep i've got a gift for you the abundance hypnosis recording it will help you let go of imposter syndrome and money blocks directly at the subconscious level and rewire your mind to energetically attract and manifest more abundance and clients. This recording has already helped thousands of women let go of deep-seated limiting beliefs and negative blueprints they didn't even know they had. And all you have to do is go to inaspadar.ch slash abundance recording in one word. And of course, all of this is in the show notes. So see you next time on the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast.